Imagine learning in a small group intimate setting while exploring unique European locations. EU Vet CE Experiences offers race-approved CE seminars that combine half-day lectures with time to relax and discover captivating cultures. The CE sessions are delivered in English, allowing you to elevate your career while vacationing with loved ones. Experience the perfect blend of learning and luxury at EU Vet CE Experiences interactive seminars in hand-picked European destinations. Elevate your knowledge and recharge simultaneously. Visit euveterinaryce.com to learn more. You know, I'm passionate about technology as well. There are so many jobs that don't even exist today that are going to exist in a couple of years. So there, there's so many opportunities to contribute to this bigger meaning and helping animals or, you know, whatever is the, the biggest value that you went to vet school for. And, and you are part of that. You, you're embracing technology and things that are coming in the future. And, and again, I want people to know that. So um, I should have asked this, but with you, you being in technology, what are some of the things you're most excited for in technology coming into the veterinary space? Besides 3D printing, of course, although you can, you can elaborate. <laughs> I just think the, the trend towards like patient specific and or like personalized medicine is going to be huge. I mean, as like imaging gets better and imaging becomes data and gathering all the different data points to be able to you know, predict diseases or treat preemptively. You know, genetics is another thing as genetic data gets better. Some of these huge companies like Enbark right? They have massive genetic data. So pairing that with imaging, diagnostic tools and all that kind of stuff, bring that data together to help predict and, you know, help treat, I, I think is going to be one of the, one of the biggest things in just a yeah, personalized or individualized medicine. I love that too. It excites me in the human side as, as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think sure. if we step it up a couple of notches, we can be a little bit closer into that human healthcare because um, they are definitely very much advanced from us. Um, but I they, they are, but I, I have a strong opinion about about the the differences. I'll, oh, I'll share it with you if you have some time. <laughs> I, I want to share. I'll share it with you. Just that I think that too many people try to approach what is done in the human field and apply it to the veterinary market it doesn't work. Some of, some of the things work, some don't. And I think we have to embrace some of those differences and find unique solutions on the vet side because it's shown with things like the TPLO that you can create a, you know, an implant that is very affordable as well as very, you know, uh, you can make a lot of money off it. There is, there are massive opportunities. I look at like, um, like cleft palates on the human side you put a retainer on if you have a cleft palate and basically it blocks anything from going up. Well, you can't put a retainer on a puppy because it's constantly growing, but nobody's really thought about a solution. So, you know, puppies with cleft palates just have essentially a feeding tube for weeks until they're old enough to have a full surgery. So these, like these different problems in the veterinary field, if we approach them from the source instead of trying to find some of the human solutions and applying them i think that's where a lot of the value a lot of the technology should be going so that's kind of my that's kind of my thought on the on the gap so many things are similar and you know we want to bring that technology together but we also need to embrace some of the differences because there are actually a lot of value 
Yeah. No, I think I think it's good to learn from the human side, but also to fully understand the uniqueness of exactly. pets or or any animal for that matter. Um, what do you think holds us back from, you know, that step? That step from, okay, I see what the human side's doing. This is the unique part of the pet. What's holding us back from actually getting to a good solution? I think on the on the business side, a lot of it is money. A lot of it is most huge medical device companies have both human and veterinary. And they'll look at their solutions on the human side that already exists and say, how can I take this, not have to spend a lot of R&D time and use it for veterinarians? I think that a lot of the most unique um, solutions come out of research from different universities. And that's where like a lot of the value is. I think that um, a lot of companies will shy away because they don't see as large of a market for the amount of R&D that needs to go into it, I think is one of the one of the biggest things. But there are companies that do it and they do a really good job. Um, there are a couple implant companies that I know that do some more animal specific type implants and they do a really good job at it. It's just that some of the larger companies, it's, it's often it's all about money and about being able to justify decisions and sometimes they're not able to do that. Yeah, you make a good point that there are a lot more resources that are, are happy to give money to a human solution than to a veterinary solution, which is what you saw. That's, that's kind of the, the start of your business. So for you as a company, um, you know, let, let's think more like a business. Are there things that you're nervous of that could hold you back from being profitable? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely the price. The price is always something we we look at first. Is how how can we make this affordable and still you know create enough profit for us to be able to grow as a business and you know pay our employees. Um, the the low cost printing is something is a decision that we made that instead of having really expensive printers, we have lower cost printers, and then we do a lot of post processing after the print's completed. Um, we use lower cost silicones and. We do 3D printed molds instead of having professional molds made that are more expensive. So we try and cut costs, but in a way that, you know, isn't actually going to affect the situation. Like whether you have one of our models or a model off of a $300,000 printer, the effect is going to be the same. 